I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, with full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what it do, baby? Welcome to another episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it is your boy, Pride, joined by that dude, Mike. Mike, how you feeling, my guy? Feeling fantastic, man. Glad to be here on this Friday. I'm glad you are here. Look, bro, we got a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about, homie. First and foremost, obviously, um, breaking news, Kyrie Irving will not be a part-time player. For the Brooklyn Nets, the Pacers are low-key having some pressure on them, considering that not only did Sabonis say, get me out of here, so did Miles Turner. The NFL has been fucked over real quick, so now they got to handle their business. And IT's fat ass is returning back to the purple and gold. What a time to be alive. Before we get into all that, Urban Meyer got fired on his day off. Frankly, I'm surprised he lasted this long. Maybe it's just me. But the fact that he lasted this one, I was one of the few people saying, I don't think he's going to finish the year. Yeah. And people say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, look, man, there's a possibility. Jags have fired him. How did you feel about it, bro? Oh, I didn't feel no way. Because if you look at what happened through the year, his off-the-field drama and stuff like that, it was – you knew it was – he was going to get fired eventually, whether during the season or at the end of the season. And me, I honestly feel like he didn't really want to coach NFL. Uh, you get a team like the Jags, a franchise who throw a boatload of money for a head coach. Why not Why not take the job and get yourself fired? And then they still going to pay him for the next couple of years, disappear for two years, return to the college scene. People gonna forget. So I feel like that was probably his plan alone. So I really don't think he really heard about it. But yeah. For me, the problem that I have, um look, he shouldn't have been hired. He should have been hired. Let's just call it what it is, right? He shouldn't have been hired, right? Like from the beginning when he got hired, and one of the worst steps he did, he hired someone. I can't remember if it was one of his offensive coordinators or something like that. He hired someone with sexual assault. Yeah. Um, you know, that whole thing. And then he tried he defended it, right? When that happened, I was like, if this is not a red flag, yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, if this is not a red flag, if this does not show you, eh, we should probably relax. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. you know? Then on top of that, he just consistently, the only consistent thing about Urban Myers was the fact that he was dog shit on the, on the, on the NFL level. Great, great on the college level. Look, won two championships at Florida, one in Ohio State. I think the Ohio State one was in 2014. So he's great on that level. But here's something people really need to understand. 
Newsflash, just because you're good at college doesn't mean you're translate like that to the NFL. Nick Saban is one of, if not the greatest college head coach ever. Ask, go go ask him how he felt going in, uh, into the NFL. It didn't work for him. That's why he went back to college, right? So, in the, But Urban Meyer, to me, they gave him a, rule, a, a list of rules and said, don't do this. And he then proceeded to literally break every single rule possible. The man, he let his team fly home and he stayed behind. And that's where the issue came with him kind of touching all that, all that stuff, <laughs> right? Like all that stuff happened. And then, and then you lose the locker room. Then when you lose it, you make no effort to get it back. None whatsoever. You're like, yeah, they're mad. Whatever. It is what it is. Like, okay, you're an idiot. Like, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing. Then on top of that, <laughs> excuse me. On top of that, if we're gonna start stacking things on top, like you say there's a there's a there's a young safety, he goes, it sucks he doesn't get time, but you know, I don't want to sacrifice winning to put a kid in there who doesn't have enough burn. I'm like, so you're an idiot because if you thought you alone was gonna single-handedly turn this franchise around, you're out of your mind. Like, I don't know who told this man he was gonna turn this franchise around solo dolo, but whoever told him that needs to get arrested. Like that's ridiculous to me. And then you kick Josh Lambo, the kicker. Who stressed you say don't miss any kicks and you kick him? <laughs> like, like I genuinely I wholeheartedly it got to the point he was desperately trying to get fired. Yeah, I believe that. I believe he was trying to get fired. Cause there's no way I think in his mind he knew, look, I'm done anyway. It is what yeah. it is. When you just get fired, go hide for a little bit for like a year or two. Go back to the college. And that's it. Because I, I think I think he'll go pop back up in the college team. If so, somebody somebody will pay him probably more than what the Jags pay him for him to coach, you know, they think because he get he get guys, he can recruit guys. So it's like right. So for me, it's 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 ridiculous. I'm not, I'm I, it's not that I'm a surprise that. He, he only lasted. See, I'm surprised it lasted this long. Yeah, I mean, when he first, you know, got the job, it was kind of fishy to me because you're taking the Jags, not really a good franchise. Okay, you, you got the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, but a lot of people didn't really think he was, he was the best quarterback in the draft. And you're going into this, you know, you're going into this losing a lot. So I, I, I think he he knew what he was doing. You know, I'm gonna get this money, get myself fired, and then take me a little two year break, then go back to the college scene with and, even more money. Like, right. And here's the sad part about it: we're not really sad because you know there's gonna this this job right here. And the sad part about it is the Jaguars aren't really that bad. Right. It's just more along the lines of you 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 let a guy who's frankly. Shouldn't have been coaching you. You let him coach yeah. coach out for this long. What do you expect? Yeah, you know? they went. They went for the try to go for the bigger name coach. Think no about way. it, bro. They 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 let Eric Bieniemy slide for Urban Meyer. Yeah. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? Like, what are we? What are you doing? And, and it's been shown time and time again that eighty percent of these college coaches and really don't work out in the NFL. No, they don't. 
and again, it doesn't mean that they're horrible or anything. Yeah, it just means it, unfortunately you you in a locker room with full of with grown men. You know, you you can't. It's the same way you got a coach grown men from coaching college kids. It's gonna be just, and obviously, um, there are a few names already out there in terms of replacing him. Um, and when I say him, I mean Urban Meyer. Um, Brian Leftwich, he's the name out there. Um, Josh McDaniels, Doc, um, or Doc, Doc, um, uh, uh, Pedersen, uh, Doug Peterson. There it is. That I, I don't want to keep going to Pedersen. Doug Peterson, um, he used to coach Philly. His name is in there. So you have a lot of names out there that, you know, would be very interesting to see. Um, well, I, I, I said, I, I, I genuinely believe this. The next coach they need doesn't have to be a great coach. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. All you need is someone to rebuild the trust between the players and the locker room, that or, or the locker room and the coaching staff. That's it. And to de- develop Trevor Lawrence. Supposedly, Urban Meyer said to all the assistant coaches, "You guys are all dog shit." That suppose that was his final words. Leave it. Now, whether or not it's true, I don't know. But I'll be honest with you, I low key believe it. I low key believe it. Based on everything, you know, based on everything he's shown us, I 110% believe it. Isaiah Thomas is returning to the purple and gold. Um, he was in the G League. He put up like 40-something points in Denver's G League um, affiliate. Almost got a triple-double. Lakers had to put Russell Westbrook on the COVID list, and immediately after, they signed IT to a 10-day uh, contract. Mike, million-dollar question. Is it possible for IT to take Russell Westbrook's spot in the LA rotation. Oh uh, well, um, uh, I think reports came in that Westbrook will play. He not he not he not gonna be out on with COVID. So I just seen that on um my news feed. And as far as the IT so Lakers signing, it didn't work the first time in Cleveland. I believe him and LeBron played together. And I know IT want to show the, show the lead that he can play, but you cannot go into one of the most dysfunctional uh, situations and expect good things. Like, the Lakers don't got their shit together. So you trying to show your, your craft, your skills in an already dysfunctional system is just not, not going to work. And we've seen LeBron and, I, and Isaiah Thomas didn't work in Cleveland. So I don't... I don't think it working in LA. Look, for me, um, what what it really comes down for me is this, right? Um, and maybe it's just me, but I wholeheartedly believe right now, in terms of his reputation in LA, I believe right now he's at impasse. And when I say he, I mean Russell Westbrook. I believe right now, and again, maybe I'm crazy. Mike, I'm going to let you respond to my thing after this because maybe I am bugging. But I believe right now this is a very important pivotal part of Russell Westbrook's uh, tenure with the Lakers. They're going to bring in IT. Probably going to give him minutes, see how he meshes with the starting rotation. IT probably won't start. But they'll probably give him some minutes with Braun out there in AD to see how he is. If it works out, the people who had the conversation of saying, yo, we should probably trade Russell Westbrook, are going to say, see, we got Isaiah Thomas in here, and look how it's working. You know what I mean? 
So I believe this right now would determine if Russell Westbrook gets traded or not. I if mean, it, go ahead. If 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 you just if it is going to be a catch and shoot guy, of course it's going to work. But if he's trying to do more than that, then that's why I think his tenure going in. I think Isaiah Thomas just needs to be a catch, catch and shoot, stand stand on the corner, LeBron James run point guard. And just, you know, make get your buckets, catch and shoot. Now, once LeBron James go to the bench, go, go do you, go get a bucket. And that's the stat. That, like the thing is with it is, is he's it's gonna be this weird part for him because he's he's probably not even gonna be the sixth man because that's Melo's spot. Yeah. So at best, at best, he probably will come seven because if I'm mistaken, Tht is out, mm-hmm. so he won't be available. Um, Austin Reeves would be available, so I don't know if you know. Who's gonna go there? Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Malik Monk. Um, I believe he's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he flew with the team, but in the end, they 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 didn't. They didn't um, he's not available yeah. at all. Kendrick so, Nunn really hasn't been playing either. So. No, no, bro, he hasn't played all year, and they just put him on the COVID list. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: when it comes to the Lakers, people always say, you know, we're not healthy. We're not healthy. We're not healthy. And my thing is, look, the people for you who aren't healthy, let's call it what it is. Most of them are your back rotational guys. Let's call it what it is. Like, you know, I mean, the only person who's out that I'm concerned about is THT. Yeah. That's it. Outside of that, Malik Monk, yeah, sure, he's had a few games, but overall he's been iffy. Um, Trevor Ariza, again. he played? Yeah, I don't think you know he has not played yet. He has not played yet. So it's like, you know, all, all these for me, the way I look at it, a lot of your important guys that are out are back piece rotational dudes. That they're not they're not playing one, they're not. I mean, maybe Trevor Reza might get some starts if things go south, maybe. But for the most part, most of your guys you're missing are like they're not your one through six. Yeah. You got your starting five and mellow off the bench. Then That's now, now everyone who's injured is fighting for that seventh spot. Yeah. So it's like, are they really going to make that big of a difference? Like, yeah, play two games and then they'd be out the next two. There's no, there's no consistency between the rest of the guys, you know. Right. And, you know, and, and, and you got it. And here's kind of where me personally, um, but I kind of look at them in a, in a different way, so to speak. Um, one of the guys that they brought in, um, very important guy, Rajon Rondo. I forgot he is with the um... bro. He hasn't played in the last ten games. Their win against the Mavericks, he didn't play. Their win against the Magic, didn't play. The game against the Thunder, Grizzlies, Celtics on December seventh, December third, the Clippers, November thirtieth. The um, of I lied. Of all those games, he played one against the Kings. So how are they gonna bring in it? With Rondo and West, Rondo's not going to get me. Listen, be looking. In his last 10 games, he played only one against the Kings, and he played nine minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I mean? So, it, it, again, IT is going to cut into somebody's minutes, obviously. Yeah. But the problem is they probably brought him in. And and the, the mere fact that Russ got cleared and they didn't cut him because you are you're allowed to do that on a 10 day contract shows that they want to see if this could work. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. Them setting Isaiah Thomas, it's it, it's kind of their way of gauging 
should we keep Russ or not? You know what I mean? Like, if it goes great, they'll go, you know, the people who want to trade Russ will start pointing and say, see, see, this is why we need to trade Russ. And then if it doesn't work with IT, they're going to go, well, it didn't work. We told you Russ was our best option. Let's roll with him. And I, I think this is going to be the decision when they will make it in terms of trading Russ. Because if if, if it works, if they let go of IT after the 10-day contract, they don't resign him. Russ is staying. Russ is 100% staying because at some point, you know what I mean? Like, this is around the time they should be gelling. Yeah. You know? Like, um, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they've won seven of their last uh, ten. So, maybe they are. We'll see what happens. But, I don't know, man. I don't know. Every team has a lot of fight to do. But, again, in terms of, uh, of IT coming back, it's going to be awkward for him. It's going to be very awkward because, remember, look, this is the same Isaiah Thomas who still thinks he's that dude. In terms, of, in terms of his mentality and his understanding of who he is, yeah. nothing changed. He's going to get cooked on the defensive end. I know that. And that's what, to me, what really blows my mind. You're already struggling defensively to the point that they're blaming Frank Vogel. And now you're going to bring Isaiah Thomas, who can't spell defense? Let me say that one more time. You bring in Isaiah Thomas, who can't put up points like- – you know what I mean? Like you're bringing in an older Isaiah Thomas, and you're gonna insert him into a team that is already struggling defensively, and which is one of the main reasons people are screaming for Frank Vogel to be fired. And now you're gonna put Isaiah Thomas in there. It, it's not gonna work. I don't see it in any way, shape, or form. I don't see it working. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but. I think it's either going to be a they're going to let let him walk, or they're going to resign him and start. They're going to start thinking about trading Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Like that's it was a like it was a Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, well, no, they struggling too. A team that don't really got too much problem like the Lakers. Lakers got way too many problems, and on top of their problems, you add in a, a guy who's, who's five nine, don't know how strong his offensive game is, and you know we know he can't play defense. You guys are already struggling on defense. So it's just, I don't know. No, it's not It's, it's not good at all. Um, I just see him as a catch-and-shoot guy. Yeah, like in terms of the Lakers, um, so yeah, and they're 7-3 in the last 10. They're on a three-game win streak. Um, they're plus, they're plus-minus uh, differential, minus 0.1. They average about 101.1 point per game. And their opponents average 111.2. So they're really cutting it real close. And they, in terms of the top six seed, they are the only team with a minus point up uh, point differential. Because you have Golden State at um, 11.6. That's the first seed. Second seed, Phoenix Suns, uh, plus six and a half. Um, Utah Jazz, third, 11 and a half. Memphis Grizzlies plus 2.1. Then the Clippers at the fifth seed plus 1.2. Then starting from the Lakers going down, everybody has a negative plus minus differential. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to be affected. Um, it's Honestly, I'm very, I'm curious to see what kind of, um, what minutes Isaiah Thomas gets. 
who they pair him up with. Yeah, because if they pair him up with AD and Braun, you know they're trying to experiment and see if, if he can replace yeah. Russ. That's what they're going to try to do. Now, if they don't, then he's obviously just there to hold it down, be a body until some other guys, can, like your Malik Monks and your Kendrick Nunns, and all of them could be out. Because Kendrick Nunn, not for nothing, he would not be in the protocol if he was not about to be activated. Yeah. So the fact that they put him in that protocol shows me he must have been at least close within the next week was going to be playing. Yeah, I, 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 I can see IT playing more with LeBron and um, AD because um, we, we, just, we you, could, you think you would say IT a better shooter than Westbrook, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah, of course. So you yeah. got you don't you ain't got to worry about it running the point. You just worry about him trying to, you know, catch in the corner, get a jump shot. So he 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 do that, and you probably get trust from knock down the shot more than you do Westbrook. So I I can see them running with it more, and he probably was the best option at point guard right now. So why not take a, a fly on um on it and see if it works. Yeah, um, he, he really is in terms of non-trading, you know, in terms yeah. of non-trading, he, he is. Um, and again, it'll be very interesting to see where the Lakers really do go from here. Because again, um, they are six, they're 16 to 13. Um, the Mavericks are about two games behind them. And right now the Lakers are out of the uh of the of the uh play-in because they're at the six seed. Um if they hit a rough patch, you got you know Dallas. Denver right behind them. Maybe they can come in and take it. You know, um, I, I, I've spoken with a lot of Lakers fans and they say that, you know, the Lakers, and, and this is true to an extent, they don't really care about their regular season. They just want to be one through six as long as they're not in the play. That's what that's all they care about. And I'm like, I, well, we've I, seen that we seen that last year. They were what they were seven seed, they got bounced out. And, and, yeah, and again, I don't like to make excuses. They were injured, but you know, they still they still had the opportunity. But and I I, I was in the belief that I thought the Lakers were gonna like handle the Suns. After watching that series, I think the Phoenix Suns still would have beaten a a healthy Lakers team. I just think it probably would have taken seven. But in terms of the Sun, just the way they were playing and they were clicking, like. I right, like yeah, right now I don't see them being none of the top four teams in the West. So, not not what they rough. What about Memphis? Now. You you can't see the Lakers beating Memphis in seven games. Okay, they might they might can beat Memphis. Still a young team. Matter of fact, okay, here, okay, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you all the teams. I'm gonna give you all the teams right now, and I want you to let me know in a seven game series can the Lakers beat them? And I'm gonna be nice with the Lakers, and I'm gonna say healthy. The Lakers are healthy as is as right now. Team, no, healthy. No, I'm saying the same team right now as that's healthy. Healthy. I want a All healthy right. Lakers team versus the teams I name as they are. So the Lakers are going to get the the uh, the the benefit of the doubt in terms of health, right? The Golden State Warriors. No, I say they lose in five. Yeah, I say five, maybe okay. six. Okay, Phoenix Suns. They're losing uh, to me. Five, yeah, five. They're yep, losing okay. at five. Utah Jazz. I, I, I go to game seven. It, 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 it all, it come, it all, it come down to Rudy Gobert. If somebody can help, if somebody can help out Donovan Mitchell, 
they can beat the Lakers. But right now, I'm going seven. I'm going with the Lakers. I got Jazz in seven. Oh, you do? I got Jazz in seven. I didn't want to feel bad. I feel dumb, so I'm changing. I'm going with the Jazz, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. I, I mean, I like Donovan Mitchell, and I, I do understand what you're saying, but I think they have enough yeah. around him where they can kind of <laughs> score by committee or whatever, you know. Now, obviously, Jazz aren't going to win it all, but in terms of Lakers, yeah. I got I'm, them. The Memphis I'm, I'm Grizzlies. Probably get, I'm probably get killed in the conversation. I'm going with the Jazz. But the Grizzlies, I'm going with the Lakers. Yeah. The Grizzlies still young. But I'm going seven, though. Because John Moran is that dude. I, I say six. Six. I say six, and I'm with you. I, I give it to the Lakers. Um, the Clippers. Lakers. Wait, wait, Clippers healthy or just as is right now? As they are right now. Yeah, uh, Lakers. Too Lakers, much okay. Clippers. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Dallas Mavericks. The Lakers, Dallas Mavericks is a shit show. Okay, and the Denver Nuggets. Lakers, because they don't got uh Murray or Porter Jr., so I'm going to Lakers. So, based on who we think will come up the West, the Lakers have the fourth best odds. Because they're and our, we don't think they're being the Warriors, we don't think they're being the Suns, and we don't think we're, they're beating the Jazz. Yeah. So, at best, they're fourth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as presently constructed, right now they would play the Clippers. If the playoffs started today, right? Because there'd be one versus eight, two versus seven, no, Four. three versus six. Yeah, they would so they, play they the, put the Jazz. Jazz. Yeah, they're losing in seven. In the first round. I don't, I don't think the Lakers get out of the first round. I mean, it, even if they do get out of the first round, they're not making it past the second round. They're not getting past uh, the Warriors or the Phoenix Suns. Point Bay period. I said this earlier this morning. I think I think the West Run is a two-man race between Golden yeah. State and the Suns. Yeah. And then they got mad at me for that. People got mad at yeah. me. I'm like, bro, y'all got hey, to Just look at it. The Jazz, they haven't really showed me anything. They Like, they are, they are a really good regular season team. Come playoff time. They they fan out the Grizzlies, John Morant. Uh, they got a nice squad, but they still young. Clippers, no Kawhi Leonard, just Paul George, a couple decent pieces. The Mavericks and shit show. The Denver Nuggets is too many injuries. Timberwolves, Kings, like yeah. It'll 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 be interesting. Um, like it's it's no really competition out west. Not really. If, if we're going to be honest, and, and not to say that the West is weak, but I just think right now the two top teams in the West are like head and shoulders above everybody else. They, they both I, I, I wholeheartedly believe the Western Conference Finals is going to be the Suns versus Golden State. That's going to be the Western Conference Finals. So um, It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be it's going, it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, no defense being played. We'll see. We will see. So Brooklyn has officially began to panic. Um, they are allowing Kyrie Irving to be a part-time player. Um, so basically, when uh, he's playing, uh, he can play road games, you know, in areas where they don't have the vaccine mandate. They're doing this so that way, you know, when James Harden comes back, there's less of a load on him and Kevin Durant because now they're having to have to rest Kevin Durant. Mike. That's letting Kyrie Irving play. Is that a good idea? Um, no, because 
a part-time player means you're only playing a home game. That you, your chemistry, not it's messing up your chemistry because you, what if you got a home game, away game, home game? So it's like you he in and out of the lineup. It's just like it's stupid to me. Like or say you're on a road trip, they come back for a home stretch. Now he's he, he's out four games. So I don't. I don't know. For me, this is kind of how it is for me. Once you start this, you're opening up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who who's not vaccinated gonna wanna. Not only that, here's the million dollar question: What the fuck makes Kyrie Irving so special? Why is it that everyone has to either, you know, get the vaccine or miss time? And Kyrie Irving is allowed to do this. But Andrew Wiggins said this is for religious reasons. And the league was like, look, bro, vaccine mandate. They don't give a shit. So throwing it out there. If you don't play, you don't get paid. They made him back so why is Kyrie Irving so special? I've never understood that. And I've asked it. And when I asked, they go, oh, you're just a hater. And I'm like, that's well, that's just pure laziness. Yeah, it's not it's not being a hater. It's it's like if it's, everyone it's, it's, has to take it, what yeah. makes Kyrie Irving so special? Like uh, a huge chunk of the league who who had their reasons for not wanting to get the vaccine, yes. who you know, who sucked it up and got it for the league, and you got this one guy who like, no, nah, I don't want that. I don't care if I play. Now all of a sudden you bring him back. It's like a slap in the face to everybody who got the vaccine who really had a serious reason for not getting the vaccine. And then you bring him back just to play role games. Look. All for some rating. This right here is completely, completely hilarious. Right? And it's like basically you just get you gave you gave I, all that stuff he did said you basically gave him the way that's what he wanted you gave him his way okay i just want to say something right here and i wholeheartedly believe this and this is a tweet from uh keith smith uh who's uh, an nba he's he's an nba reporter um this is this is what he said the logic behind bringing in an unvaccinated player to help your roster concerns because too many of your vaccinated players can't play due to a COVID outbreak without your team is in is some galaxy brain stuff. The mere fact, and by the way, I, let me just say this one time because the problem is people nowadays are stupid, right? And they don't know what a vaccine is. That's just kind of uh, the fact, right? So... The thing with the vaccine has two purposes. Two purposes. Purpose number one, help reduce your chances of getting whatever you're getting vaccinated for. That's one. Two, if you were to still get it, how, if you were to still get it, it's also for you to make sure that your symptoms are less. How the fuck if condoms 
literally wrap the male genitalia and they say it's only 99.9% effective. Let me ask you a question. And Mike, if you want, if, if you see anything, let me know. <laughs> what in what world is anything a hundred percent? Not a hundred percent. So for all the people that are saying, "Oh my God!" Like you know, how can you take it and still get sick? The same way you want get the flu shot and still get sick. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Let's call it what it is. It's the same exact thing. And for all the people talking about. Well, you know, he was right. You don't know what you're putting in your body. Did you know that every year you get the flu shot, it's never the same? And, and then on top of that, see, I was I was one of those people, but I was one of the people because I would listen to everybody. And I'm like, we take medicine. We take pills. We don't know what the hell was in NyQuil, Benadryl, yeah. all that stuff. So I'm, I'm like, sent back. I'm let like. You, let, me ask, let me ask you a question. When is the last time, if I asked you quick, what's in NyQuil? Do you know what's in it? No, I do not. But you still take it, right? Yes, like, sir. What are we doing here? Yeah, so I, I really sit down and think. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm, li- I'm listening to everybody. Like, man, I don't know what's in that. I don't know what's in I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's in that. Just, I sit down, I'm like, damn. I'll take NyQuil, Benadryl, Ibuprofen. I don't know what's in that. So and you like, want to know why you took it? You want to know why you took it? Because when you were sick? What did mama give me? NyQuil. Yeah. When I had a headache, what did mama give me? Ibuprofen. If I had body aches, what mama give me? Tylenol or Advil. Like what? Like what are we doing, bro? Like the fact that Kyrie, and this is the thing, and I ask this question and I don't get an answer. What makes Kyrie Irving so special? What makes him special? What makes him this, this guy that we got to create new rules for? Again, if they made Kevin Durant get vaccinated, right? Kyrie, um, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Those are just four players I named that are light years ahead of him. That are better than Kyrie on any given night. Yeah, and especially those four guys move the league. Like, like I have not, I have not missed anything since. I, I, I'm not saying I don't like Kyrie Irving, but it's like. I, when I watched the next game, I, I forgot Kyrie Irving was even out. Like, and you would not say that. You would not say that about Kevin Durant. I yeah. promise. I don't even know if you would even say that about James Harden. Okay. I don't even yeah, know if you would even say I, that I would, about James Harden. I would think. I would think. James, I would thought James Harden in the same category with, with LeBron. And now I feel like he's a huge. No, no, no I'm not talking. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just real quick. I just want to clarify. I don't mean in terms of talent. Like, well, yeah, I mean in terms of talent, but. My thing is when I mentioned James Harden, James Harden, he's not the best player on that team, right? We all we can agree it's Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. Here's my thing with that. James Harden isn't the best player on that team, and if he's out, we still notice. Like, like me personally, again, I have nothing against Kyrie Irving. I don't. I don't know him as a person. I don't. Yeah, he, like I said, he's a, he's a good player, but just – yeah, but what it's makes a, him special? Yeah, just not a good look. Just yeah, it's dumb to let play. him do it. And then here's my question: Why wouldn't you let Andrew Wiggins do that? Yeah, I'm asking. Why did you force? You know why? Why? Why did you, in essence, kind of low key put them in a position where everyone on Brooklyn ha- and on the Nets had to get the the vax the the vaccine? Yeah. 
Then all of a sudden Kyrie Irving goes, no, I don't want it. And now they let him play. And this is the wild part about it. This is the wild part about it. If the Chicago Bulls went out and got someone who was unvaccinated, they're still shutting down their season. But they're going to save the Brooklyn Nets season? Are you shitting me? Like, come on now. Like, what are we doing? At some point, someone needs to say, Kyrie, like, you're on some dumb shit. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. There's a lot of people who really got really reason why they don't, you know, they want to get the vaccine. And for a guy who, you know, his whole team vaccinated and just to come back. If I'm his teammate and I had reasons, I'm looking at Kyrie different. Like, bro, bro, Lamarcus Aldridge is on that team. He had to retire because he had a medical condition. What the? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And then at that unvaccinated, that still can put the whole team at risk. Like, come on, son. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on. And and and. and and this but, is the, and just to throw this out, this is not a Kyrie Irving jersey. This is a Kevin Durant. <laughs> anything. Look, all I'm saying, man, at some point, and I'm not even trying to be rude. I'm really not. But, yeah. again, I'm asking a question, and I've never gotten the answer. What makes Kyrie Irving so special? Yeah, cause it, it's bogus because the NBA did all this stuff, and now you're going back on your word. Exactly. Who did all this for what? Yeah. For what? Like, at some point, honestly, bro, at some point, people got to make their minds up, bro. 110%. You got to make your minds up, bro. Like, like if, if I'm on that team, I'm, I'm saying, Kyrie, down, like, bro, you really going to play just away games? I go, if I'm the Rockets, August, well, he like 37. Like, bro, you really going to play uh, away games and we really need you? I'm trying to win a championship. Like, I, I send them, like, bro, just go ahead and get vaccinated so we can win this championship. And I can go ahead and retire. If I'm KD, look, bro, I'm trying to win a championship. And I need to. Like. And, and, and my thing is, these same people, like, let's be honest. The same people who say they who question Ben Simmons want to play the game support Kyrie Irving doing this shit, man. And it's like, and here's here's my question. And again, I, I never, no one ever gives me an answer, which I don't know why. But at what point are we gonna continue to let this man do this dumb shit over and over and over yeah, and over again? Like, like Ben Simmons want to play, he just. Just, just, he just don't want to play it for the for, for yeah, Philly. Yeah. And here's my thing. And here's my thing again. Like, and by the way, for a lot of for all the people are saying, oh my God, the vaccination stuff. You do understand there has been a, their fair share of false positives, right? Let's just throw that out there, right? That's why a lot of guys like LeBron James, like Jamar DeRozan, like Russell Westbrook got negative, then tested two positives in 24 hours and were fine. Yeah. So let's just throw that out there. But again, we're not allowed to talk about that. We're not allowed to. All I'm seeing, bro, at some point, we, we, we need to stop. We need to stop this coddling of Kyrie Irving. Like, like no. Mm-mm. Like, if, if I'm the league, for every game he's out there, 
I'm finding him the maximum possible, and I'm finding Brooklyn. I'm finding them because of the look. We need to understand something. You're opening up Pandora's box because then when the booster comes and they have a back and they have a mandate for the booster, no one's gonna take it. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna take it, and then the league is gonna look around talking about why won't anyone take it? Because you you're not set a precedent where a guy can just play with you and it'll be fine. Yeah, why why need the booster for it? You got a guy who's exactly. unvaccinated playing. Exactly. So honestly, Brooklyn at this point, bro, relocate. Go to Canada. <laughs> that way we don't have to waste our time with you, bro. Yeah, just the whole Brooklyn can go. Just give us yeah. Kevin Durant. Send him to London. Fuck them. Just keep Kevin around. Um, so we talked about this last week, I believe. Was it last week? Either earlier this week. No, it was Mon- Monday. Wednesday or Monday. All right. So earlier this week, we spoke about how the Pacers had put Kersaver, um, Demarcus uh, Bonus, and Miles Turner on a trade back and said, "Hey, if anyone wants them, they're available." Miles Turner said, "You know what, bro? I, I'm, I'm worth something." I'm good at the game, and I'm not a glorified role player. A couple days, like about a week after that, no, less than a week after that, a couple days after that, Sabonis was like, all right, bet, y'all don't want me. Get me the fuck out of here, and it is what it is. With two of those guys now kind of coming out and saying, get me out of here, does it put more pressure on Indiana to trade not only Sabonis, but also Miles Turner? Oh... I don't think it's more pressure. Uh, you already you you put it out there that you're looking to to rebuild, and you know, Sabonis is only 25 years old, so I'm pretty sure he thought he's gonna be a part of that rebuild. So now it's like, if you don't want me, I might as well you know get up out of hell. So, I mean, I feel like uh, Pacers did that to themselves because I I always feel like he was a building block. Cause he, like I said, only he's only 25 years old. You're not paying him a lot right now, so I would at least thought you would try to trade Levert and Miles Turner and build around Sabonis. Which, honestly, that wouldn't sound like a bad idea. Like you said, he's young. Um, you're not on a special contract. Right. But, again, I, look for me, I think it does because they kind of were just like, yeah, you know, if you guys want him here, if not, we'll work with them. Now it almost seems like both of them are like, nope. Yeah, if we don't want us, we're out of here. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Which on the pitches, and there's those are two good players. So it's not like you can't get anything for them. It's gonna fall on them not trying to be greedy and trying to act for more. Yeah, because those Sabonis are all star, but I'm not giving up a lot to get him. And Miles Turner just. He's he's a he's a solid big man, so it shouldn't take a lot to get either one of those guys. Yep, and and and, and the thing is for me, the reason I say there's some pressure. Um, and again, this is just me, but the reason I say there's a little bit of pressure is just because you know when you say maybe you know we're, we're considering trading you, yeah. and then. You got guys that you're considering saying, fine, get me out of here. Now it's almost like you're trying to, you know, 
they don't like it. It almost puts you in an, in an almost uncomfortable situation, right? Yeah. Where you're like, uh, yeah. like you saying you go, you want to go into a full rebuild, but damn it, you got young players on your team. So how younger are you trying to get? Right, like you know what I mean. So I I think it kind of does put pressure on them because now do you got a veteran head coach? Yeah, exactly. But here's the exactly you got in Rick Carlisle. But here's the thing. The reason I say I think it puts a little bit of pressure on them is because, look, now that both of them want to be out, now teams can lay back and say, let's see what happens. Let the dominoes fall. Let the cards, you know, lay where they lie or whatever. And they're going to wait. Drag it down to the last minute of the trade deadline. Exactly. And in the end, it's not going to be as much as they want. So that's the only reason why I'm saying there's some. Now, it's not immense because, like you said, they were already trying to trade them. Yeah. But now teams are actually gonna go. Oh, now that he wants to be out, that gives us a little bit of leverage. Yeah, I ain't look at it. I, I ain't look at it that way. Same. That's the same situation. You can say, Lonzo, like you, you say you don't want, you don't know if you want to pay him or not. They kind of find out you only got what Garrett Temple, Sadaransky in the second round pick. So, exactly. So. It's going to be very interesting to see how all that stuff really plays out. And neither one of them got a huge contract, so you ain't got to give up a, a lot. Right. Last topic of the night, the NFL has been destroyed. This was the um, – Before you get in that, we both was right with our predictions. Uh, the Kansas City game, that was a, yes. that was a, that was a good game. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, took overtime. Um, I'm I'm very mad, bro. Brandon Staley, he screwed him over. Constantly trying to go for fourth downs, one field goal. We might be having a whole nother conversation. You know, I I like it when coaches play aggressive, but at some point you Man, gotta limit yourself. I ain't used to that, so I don't know how. To right, do. like you got, <laughs> you kind of gotta limit yourself. So I coach um, ain't never aggressive. Yeah, but um. So here are the games that are being changed. There are three games being changed. Uh, Las Vegas at Cleveland, which is Raiders at Brown. It was supposed to be the opening game for Saturday. It was supposed to be the 430 kickoff. Now it's going to be played Monday, December 20th, which is basically, you know, this upcoming Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um. It's still at Cleveland. The next game is Washington at Philly. It was supposed to be on Sunday, and now it's going to be played on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Then the third game, Seattle at LA at the LA Rams. It was supposed to be played on Sunday, but now will be played on December. At 7 p.m. Eastern time, which is going to be interesting Mm -hmm. because they're both of the Washington and Philly game. They're both going to be on Fox, and they're both going to be on the NFL Sunday ticket, and they're both at the same time. Mm. Yeah, so – um, so basically, we have four days of football. Which that's nice, I like it, but at the same time, the confusion is kind of ridiculous. 
So yeah. let me start with you, Mike. Uh, what games are you looking forward to? Let me. Uh, well, I'm looking at it right now. One one games I, I am looking for is uh, uh, the Eagles and the and the and the uh, football team. Both teams jockeying for a playoff spot. And, uh, I'm really pulling. I'm really pulling for both of these teams. I really like Heineken and Hurts. And um, I want to see. Either, I don't. I don't care which guy make the playoff, but I want to see one of those teams get in. Uh, another game looking forward to. Uh, of course, my my Bears against the Vikings. Uh, and I would say another game. I would say the Ravens is Lamar Jackson playing. Just real quick before I, before I let you know. So he's uh, Lamar Jackson is questionable, but they expect him to start. Um, Taylor Heineke is on the COVID nineteen list. Ooh. Yep. So he's on the list, and so is their backup Kyle Allen. Hmm. So, yeah, these, this week of games is not really too nothing really. Only a few games stand out to me. Uh, uh, the Colts and Patriots should be a good one, and the, uh, I'm gonna say the Ravens Packers. I, yes, really, I said the same thing. Ravens Packers. I said that low key is my sleeper. The, the Seahawks Rams could be a good one, but I'm not. Uh, right. For me, um, obviously, I'm a New England fan, so obviously I'm going to be biased, New England versus Colts. But the reason for me that that one is important is because there's a lot of playoff implications, right? Like, if we win, we I believe we end up going back into the number one seat. Because right now we're two after the Chiefs won. So I think we get back into the number one seat. If the Colts win, that could potentially move them up and solidify them. And a loss knocks them out. So it's gonna be very interesting because you know, again, obviously, as a New England fan, um, I'm ecstatic to see where we are. But especially with all the stuff the Colts have been going through, now they're getting healthier. They're now playing their best football of the year, and everything is coming together for them to make a late season push. Mm-hmm. Um, another game I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens. You know, and again, maybe it's just me, but um Browns and Raiders. Mm-hmm. Now the reason I'm saying Browns and Raiders is from the Browns point of view. My bad, I checked my phone. But the reason I'm saying the Browns point of view is because if the Browns win. Brown, if the Browns win, Colts lose, Browns are in the playoffs. Yeah. Cause they'll be eight and six, the Colts and, will be seven and seven, and that can knock them out. And if and if they win without Baker Mayfield, it could cause some cause a lot. So I think I think Baker on the COVID. Yep. Then yeah, and it'll It'll be interesting. Um, so for me, that's really that's one. I mean, another one that's also to me a sleeper: Cincinnati Bengals and Broncos. And again, there's two, it, it's two teams fighting for playoff position. They're both seven and six. Oh, listen, this playoff, especially in the AFC, can get flipped on its head. 
flipped on its head literally off of what this week. So that's why I'm that's why I'm kind of interested in a lot of these matchups because a lot of them have legitimate playoff implications. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of teams get uh getting healthy too, cause two teams, two teams, um, uh, I really, I really think can upset somebody is the Colts and the 49ers. I think the 49ers getting healthy too. Them, those two teams can um really knock out the team in the playoffs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Look, like I said, man, this all this is craziness. You know, if the you know if the Eagles beat Washington, they potentially can get in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Not only is it an interdivisional, but they're both six and seven. Washington has the last seed. Same same thing. If the Vikings beat the Bears, they'll be seven and seven. So it, it's the Atlanta Falcons who play the 49ers. If they win. Like yeah, the, the Falcons if, still win it. That's what I'm saying. Listen, if the Falcons, if, if the Falcons win, yeah. there will be a few teams going seven and seven. Like it's it's it, it's literally so. That's why to me personally, this week is very very pivotal because look, I'm gonna say this right now, bro. If the Vikings win against the Bears, they'll be seven and seven, right? Let's say the Eagles beat we um Washington, right? They'll be seven and seven. Okay. Atlanta beats the Niners, they'll be seven and seven. And then if if the if Atlanta beats the, the Niners with that Niners loss, they'll also be seven and seven. Yeah. So now that's at least four teams seven and seven. Or if the Saints upset the Buccaneers. And that's another thing. If they upset the Buccaneers. The Cardinals move back on, right back on up, like, no, like this is this is what I, this is why this year is high key crazy because like, yeah. not no one is clinched yet. If I'm not, you know what I mean, nobody's clinched, so it's gonna be interesting. And only a few teams that really got eliminated: the Detroit Lions. Yep. So right now, yep, there's only four teams that are yeah. officially eliminated: the Detroit Lions. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and the New York Jets. We still got a slight chance. <laughs> yeah, I got a chance, you know. But look, I mean, for me, bro, there's a lot of games I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye on because 110, percent bro, this thing it could turn everything upside down, bro. Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Um, if you guys see any news out there, please feel free to tweet at us, and we'll be more than happy to put it on our show and give y'all credit. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes. Um, we be putting all, all sorts of stuff, content up there, so feel free to swing by there. If you don't have a Facebook, you're in luck. We're also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Visit the website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the article up there, but we also have uh, – or every episode of the podcast up there, we also have original articles. And check us out on Spotify. And Apple Podcast, the Prideful Takes Podcast. Mike, you got any final words? Oh uh, man, no, nah, no, nah, really. I hope we had a hope we get a good weekend of football. I will be tuned in. Uh DeMar DeRozan, he's back for the Lakers. So let's let's keep on rolling, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, obviously, Mike, thank you for being here. I will see you again come Monday. It has been your boy Pride on behalf of Mike. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back here Monday. Be safe. I knew where that was going. 
That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh.